everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. I wonder if people skip this part because we're so weird. Oh, or you're so weird. <laughs> oh, it's just me. Just me that's weird. <laughs> you're perfectly pristine in every way. No. Okay. Um, you have a lot of experience in like the film industry and like with colorizations and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you go about adding like colors to like an older movie that is black and white? Mm-hmm. So like pre-film, pre-color film, right? They I just had black and white film. I don't know. Like, like what? Like, do we record in black and white, or do we record in color, and then we just aren't able to? show in color is that like yes how it works or i don't know okay so we actually had color film way before we had color tv for instance yeah so if you go to the cinemas uh which back in the day like you could do in your car apparently i don't know i've never been to we, one of those. we weren't from that generation <laughs> <clears throat> though i i do know like drive-through movie theaters still do exist but mm-hmm. it's not a big thing yeah the the really like neat thing about it is you tune your radio to uh the specific oh, station station or that the cinema was telling you to tune your radio to and then you'd be able to hear uh, the movie through your own car audio i always thought like how do you get the audio to your car either they're blaring it mm-hmm. then everybody no it's your radio or they go to your car and they put a put each car give you a little speaker no it's, oh, it's just a radio because every car has a radio right and yeah. even cars that didn't like people carried around radios with them yeah so it's like that's that's something you had to bring with you um nowadays i don't know how they do it uh you go to an internet website or something uh, it's probably <laughs> you more download complicated it and you watch it on your phone yeah i don't know <laughs> in a parking lot in a parking lot uh so uh yeah they had color film before they had color tv but they didn't have color film forever ago right like they had black and white film for a long time and black and white film just is registering the amount of light that is coming in they might record some amount of color like in sepia sepia was a technology that allowed them to basically register light and it would show up as like this this reddish hue um on on the on the printed out film uh but that's what they would do they would they would go ahead and record and you only had the amount of light so if something was dark it was black and if something was light it was white um and well actually it's the opposite because negatives uh but you get the point so you were asking that in the in the early like 1900s or 1800s and we have video of old cities or modern cities but a long long time ago and it's like a complete different world um and nowadays we are we are reprocessing them and adding color and you can like see what like life was like back then right Mm -hmm. and how do we add color to that well like it's a surprising answer we just guess like, we don't know what color it is, but we know what the color of the sky is. We know what the color of people's faces are, to a certain extent, uh, racism not included. Um, and we can make an accurate guess, or a good enough guess, as to what the colors of everything else are based on that. So, we would train computer models. we give them the colored version of something, and that same video like 
with all the color removed and say, hey, if you wanted to get the other way around, if you wanted to get from the color removed version to the colorful version, this is these are the patterns you need to look for. If you see something like a face, then you're going to get this color. Um, and if you see something like the sky, you're going to get this color. If you see something like the ground, you're going to get this color. If you see this tool, it's going to be this color and so on and so forth. So it really depends on the training that you're giving it. Um, and that's going to determine if it sees people as like being white or black or, uh, any color in between, like that really depends on the model. And that's like a huge problem in these computer models is oftentimes they're only trained on like white people and therefore they see everything as white people. Like if you ask one of these newer models, like, Hey, give me a person that's doing this. It's going to be a white person doing that. It's not going to be a black person doing that. It's not going to be a Hispanic person doing that. It's not going to be an Asian person doing that. So that's because the model is trained exclusively on white people because white people tend not to think about other people. Um, and that is unfortunate. Um, so that's like the number one caveat with this guessing is that it won't guess magically that people are like different. Um, so keep that in mind when you are watching these. The second thing is, like, I remember you showing me one of these videos of, like, Tokyo in the 1880s or something. Yeah. Like, a really long time ago. Um, it's not going to be able to guess what people's kimonos are, like, what color those are, right? It has no idea. It can guess based on the relative hue, like, the amount of grayness it had, if that's more of a red or more of a green, depending on, like, if that film is more receptive to red or more receptive to green. But if you train the coloring model with just red kimonos, everyone has red kimonos. Mm. Does that make sense? It sees kimono and it's like, oh, red. Uh, fun fun side fact. Uh, kimono just means clothing. So it applies to any, literally anything that anyone is wearing. <laughs> um, whether it's like the traditional, like in English, what we would call a kimono. But but even if you if you go to Japan nowadays, the word kimono now refers to a specific type of garment. Though it's yeah. no longer a generic clothing. term for clothing. Yeah, which it literally means. It's like ki, which is clothing; mono, which is thing. Yeah, like it's in the simplistic, most simplistic term. That's what it's referring to. I guess they have adapted the interpretation from the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if you go to Kyoto, every shop is like, do you want to rent a kimono? Do you want to rent a kimono? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's been very, ta- very much tailored towards, uh, tourists. tourists in that regard. But they're happy to, like, they, they just want people to experience their culture. So yeah. it's like, yeah, we can get into a separate discussion on that. But to answer your original question, like, how do we add color to black and white film? Uh-huh. It's just a bunch of guesswork. It's, no better than what asking a person is like, hey, what do you think this color was? Like, oh, I see a bunch of grass. It's probably green, right? Okay. Right? So it's like, it will color it green. And then sometimes it'll mess up and it'll like not make it very green. It's going to be like, I th- it's probably green, but it could be yellow. So it's going to be very meh. Yeah, thing. a lot of these uh, like colored eyes Mm-hmm. movies tend to be very dull it's as if there's a filter on top of that yeah. and it's not as vibrant it's it looks very old it looks very unsure yeah. of itself because that's what it is it is unsure of itself that, it has if that's no the clue case, why don't people go back and then correct them because colorists mm-hmm. exist right in yep. the film industry like they're the one that go in and color every scene <clears throat> of the movie so why don't they go and 
fix it up. They absolutely do. It just takes a lot more time and energy. You have two two different things. You have a computer program. You take your file, you click start, and you walk away, and that does the process for you. Or you hire someone to spend roughly on average of like half an hour on every five second chunk of video and they're going to spend a lot more time like scrutinizing over the colors and stuff and you have to pay that person Mm -hmm. right and that person doesn't come cheap because they have a very specialized skill set they're not like just doing willy-nilly they are saying okay this kimono so they're going to take their tool and they're going to trace over the clothing and they're going to say okay we're going to pump the the saturation and the hue of this to be red but they just did it on that one piece of clothing next frame Okay, now we need to redo that process. Remake that clothing red. Oh, so every single frame you have to yeah. manually redo it. You can't just copy-paste. Oh, you can copy-paste a little bit. So the next frame you can say, okay, this shape, it moved a little bit. Yeah. It moved a little bit. You can use tools to say, hey, figure it out for me. And then you're like, hmm, didn't, it didn't figure it out for me. <laughs> it, yeah. did, it did half of the job. Uh, but I still need to go and correct it. Um, so you have that. Or you have this magical thing that's like a machine learning model that you just say go and it does an okay job, right? So both are taking an artistic license and like there's a big, big caveat that like do machines know what art is and so on and so forth? Uh, Or are they just mimicking us or are we just mimicking us and we don't even know what art is? I mean, we create the machine, so therefore the machine are mimicking us, no? Yeah, in a way. Uh, so there's an artistic license that either the machine or a, an individual is taking when they are adding color to film. It's not like they know what color things were, right? Mm-hmm. It might have been cloudy on that day and the sky wasn't really blue. It was just <laughs> very white and cloudy. Um, so like an assumption was made and delivered. Um, and we, like before we had this, we did this in our brains, right? You're watching a black and white film after a while, you stop realizing that's black and white, and your brain fills in details for you. It says, oh, you're looking at a tree. That's probably green. You're looking at the sky. That's probably blue. And you won't, like, consciously notice this, but your brain is doing this. It's, like, filling in the gap and removing the fact that you're looking at something that looks very different from reality and making you feel okay that you're looking at it. Just like looking at cartoons, like, you recognize instantly, oh, that's a person, that's a tree, that's a house, that's a car. Uh, and it doesn't look like a person, a tree, a car, or a house at all. If you, like, compare them, like, from a very analytical point of view. It's a purely subjective thing, and our brains just adapt. And you look at enough of them, and your brain's like, yeah, that's a person, that's a house, that's a tree, that's a car. I'm gonna fill in the details that, like, we're missing from this simplistic interpretation of it, you know? So our brains were doing this just like a machine would, uh to black and white footage um so that's why humans can do it and that's why machines can also do it it's just it's just a matter of guesswork cool Hmm. fascinating subject now if you were to instead ask me like how do they make color film i have no clue there's like magical magical stuff in there that reacts to light differently film as in like the negatives yeah the actual film so that can be colored well, that is colored. That is colored, right? Yeah. Because if you ever ever take one of those film from one of those cheap disposable Kodak uh, camera and you look at the negative, it isn't colored. Right? It isn't colored, yeah. But it's not the colors you'd expect. Like, blue does not look like blue. 
No, it's, it, it's, it's the opposite exactly. of what the color because is. Because that's what right? a negative is. Yeah. And the reason it's done like that is because you put that in front of a light mm-hmm. and that results will be the positive it like inverts again mm-hmm. so you want to block the light which you don't want to explode also expose. the image is swap as well right is the image also flipped or the is image is the, the image is flipped as well because the lens will invert everything mm. our eyes do as well like our eyes flip everything and then our brains flip everything back yeah because like it's not useful to look at a world where if you tilt your head everything is going in the opposite direction that's the primary reason. Otherwise, we'd be none the wiser that the world is. But so the flipping is very easy. So you're actually upside down to me right now? Like, what is being reflected on your retina is upside down. But what is being transmitted to your brain is right side up. Like, you can think of as all the wires doing another inversing before they get to your brain. Mm. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>